What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, hey, is it me or is it hot in here? Uh-huh, we got a special guest today. Is it me or is it hot in here? All of my guests are considered special to me. Ha-ha, <laughs> yeah. You could be anywhere in the world. But y'all tuned in. This past weekend was dope as fuck. I'm going to tell y'all all about it here shortly. Yeah. Let's go. It's time to get ignorant. It's Hollywood lights are bright. Uh-huh. We live, baby. We live on Instagram right now. I will be changing up the platform here shortly. We got a special guest. Oh, I said H-O-L-L-Y-W-O-O. So Hollywood. Oh, so Hollywood. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bring you up here in a minute, my special guest. <laughs> is it me or is it hot in here? Yeah. What up? What up? What up? What up, everybody? It's your girl Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. I like to sing sometimes, but anyway, I like to do a recap. What's my last episode was episode 71. I can't believe I made it this far. I had Chaz Hopkins. He's a Richmond VA native rapper, content creator, uh, affiliate of Red Cup Gang. Uh, He is the creator of Hazy Mode. You can also follow him on my Instagram page catch the latest episode on my instagram page right now so hollywood the podcast page and if you want to be a guest go to www.allofhollywood.biz um and check in there and without further ado i like to give my flowers and i like to do my research as you guys can see um i'm going to do an introduction and then i'm going to bring up my special guest (laughs) yeah he is a hampton roads representative uh, but he resides in Atlanta right now. He is a United States veteran, actor, tattoo canvas. Sec- I don't know if he's a former security. Well, I know he's a former security guard. But he also did some work with AG Entertainment. He is a fellow Scorpion. Shout out to you. Ew. And most of all, he is a writer. Um, and he goes by the name of, I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this last name. Please forgive me. Yeah. Carlos, is it? Avil, Avi left. Look, look at that. Look, I should have asked you before we got up here, but it's all good. No, How, you it's doing? All good. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? What's I didn't going even on? know you were from Virginia, and that's crazy. Like I'm like yeah. blown away. That's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I spent spent most of my high school years here in VA. Oh, I'm wow. from everywhere because my, you know, my parents were uh, in the military, so I traveled a lot, but. A majority of my high school life and stuff like that was uh, spent here in Virginia from like eighth grade to like senior, you know what I'm saying? So, wow, shout yeah. out to you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I always like to start my interviews with uh, a question, which is, How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Oh man, I, I've been, 
I mean, I've really been into the entertainment business a majority part of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether it was music to living, you know, working the, the nightlife and things like that, just being in that realm of that entertainment life has always been a part of my life, right? Like, I, I started doing security at the age of 18. And, wow. um, uh, when I moved to Atlanta and I started doing security for AG Entertainment, you know, he's doing a big, security he's for a big, um, big thing in in Atlanta area, correct? AG Entertainment is like a, the the top promoters, top pro- entertainment companies, all that. Yeah, he owns probably a majority of the clubs in Atlanta, but he also does parties. I mean, he hosts parties in Miami and LA. I mean, you see AG Entertainment on a party, and you know it's going to be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. And yeah, and I, I moved to Atlanta for that sole purpose, right? Then right? I didn't even know I wanted to be an act. Like, I always thought acting was dope and I would love to be, but I, I you know, we from VA, I had no idea. I didn't even know how to get my foot in the door. So it wasn't even something that I was pursuing. You know what I mean? So, um, so let's, you know, let's, I got out there. Let's, go, let's start with the whole Virginia scene because I know I've seen in an okay. interview that you said, uh, it wasn't many opportunities growing up in the Virginia area or the Virginia market for you to yeah. even pursue that. So let's begin that portion of your life before we move on to Atlanta, because I know a lot of things okay. prior prior to moving to Atlanta, it le- it led up to that. So um, let's get yeah. into like how how was the music or not music scene, the entertainment scene growing up in the Virginia area? Because like I said before, uh, I saw an interview where you said uh, it wasn't much opportunities out here. No, nah, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, well, I mean, we only had, like, as far as entertainment-wise, right? Like, sports-wise, VA has always been known for sports. Allen Iverson. Right? It's athletes. Like, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ronald Curry, you know what I'm saying? Like, all these incredible athletes come out of Virginia. But as far as entertainment-wise, right. I mean, we had, you know, the Neptunes was coming up, but right. we had Missy, Timberland. But that was it. You, you know, know what I'm the, saying? Like, it the wasn't... Guy, the, the guy from Sister, Sister... I be, the dad from Sister Sister, I think he had. Mm-hmm. I think he's from here. And oh, I really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he did. He does a lot of things with North, or he did a lot of things with Norfolk State at one point, and that's how I found out that he was originally from this area. But go ahead. Right, right. Yeah, so I just did. You know, like I, I, I just never thought it was something that that was in my grasp. Right. You know what I mean? Like. um most of the people here in Virginia either are in the military, work in the shipyard, or sell dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, for real, like, I mean, there's just, you know, like the shipyard, a majority of Virginia works at the shipyard. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody works at the shipyard. Yeah. All and I just knew jobs, that. All government jobs. <laughs> Yeah, everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the military was to pack up and leave Virginia, what do you what do you have? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. What do you have? That's true. So, um, yeah, I just I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I packed up and I left. You know what I mean? Like, okay. and that was in 2008. Um, well, that's what it seven eight. Okay, okay, yeah, seven or eight, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was like seven or eight. Okay, um, I. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a 
I'm very excited no, because no, I'm good. just like <laughs> I watched the movies and I've uh, not the movie. I'm sorry, I watched the the series and I that's one of my yeah. favorite. But we'll get into that. But it's just uh, I'm fan, I'm fanning out on a low, but I didn't want to tell you that. So like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sweating and everything. But go <laughs> no. ahead, keep keep it. <laughs> no, I appreciate. It. Yeah, so I just I just packed up and I left. You know what I'm saying? I went to went to Atlanta, still not knowing what I wanted to do, but I just knew it was a bigger city. Right. There was going to be more opportunities to figure out what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? I think we're we're so pressed on timeline, right? We grow up believing we're supposed to have our shit together by a certain time, and if you don't, then you're you're slacking on life. Right. And that's and that's not the reality of life. You know what right. I'm saying? What works for me doesn't work for you, and what works for you doesn't work for me. And and we have to appreciate our own process and our own trail and and things like that you know what i mean and i mean it wasn't until my 30s that i realized that acting was something that i loved so so much yeah you know i did drama in school but i did it because i wanted an easy grade not because (laughs) i wanted to be an actor you know what i'm saying like i just didn't like i said i didn't know that was in my grasp my my perception of life was you go to high school, maybe you go to college, you join the military, maybe you don't. You get married, you have a family, you live your life and you die. Right. That's it. That's life. You know what I'm saying? As far as pursuing dreams, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? And, and until it presented itself to me. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. So when you yeah. begin to uh, work <laughs> with AG, AG Entertainment uh, is what I wrote down here. It's a big company in Atlanta. Uh, in which you did your security job. Now, were you also a personal security too, um, AG? Or was it just all yeah. his clubs? Well, initially, I just started off as security for all his clubs and okay. stuff like that. And then as the years went on and progressed and, you know, he started trusting me more, I ended up being his right hand, you know, just being by his side 24-7, you know right. what I'm saying? So wherever he was, I was. Um, whenever celebrities came in town that he would have hosting an event or whatever, I would be with them. I would drive them around, take care of them, make sure they had everything, bring them to the venue, stay with them throughout the venue, then take them back to their hotel and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that working for him was such a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I made contacts that I probably would have never made you know what I'm saying? I met people that I never would have met. I learned a lot about the upper echelon of people that I wanted to to I want I want to be that. Affiliate I want to have those with. things affiliate myself mm-hmm. with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um so I'm super grateful for my opportunity as you know, being a security guard and things like that, you know what I mean? And go and segueing into that, like my 40th birthday was this past year, right? Like uh, tw- 2020. And I was in LA for my 40th in the middle of a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I wasn't able to celebrate my birthday, right? And I was kind of bummed out about it because I was like, this is my 40th. Right. This is such a huge, this is a huge birthday, right? right? But what ended up happening was I was able to reflect on the things that I've accomplished in life and the things that I've been through. Whereas if I would have been partying or been around a bunch of people, I wouldn't have had that moment of clarity. Right. 
and I was really able to sit there and be like, holy shit, look what I've done in 40 years of my fucking life. I cannot wait to see what I'm about to do these next 40. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to reflect on doing security and, and, and my path and what, you know, really just appreciating the journey to there's no real destination, right? right? But the journey, that's why you have to appreciate the journey because once you get to whatever you think the destination is, another path opens up and you're like, Oh shit, I, I need to climb up this one now. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? So right. there's, there's never a mountaintop, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why you have to appreciate the in between because you'll never reach it's never a top. That ultimate, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it's yeah. the right now, and then it's 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 what you think, like you said, is your future goal. And when you meet that, then what's next? That's what that's normally right. what people start to think is like, what next? Because even after retirement, I'm sure people are like, oh, I can't sit down because I've been working for 30 years. You know what I mean? It's still right. that, that same aspect to it. And you said you Absolutely. you learned a lot from um, being a security guard. Um, at these clubs and and being around people that you you know uh, wanted to affiliate yourself with. So when did when did um that all change for you? And are you still are you still doing security right now, or that is just like <laughs> took a back no, burner? That's, that's, that's long gone. Long, long, long. I was gonna say. I mean, you can still do it. However, I I can I, I can still do it, and maybe. And maybe I'll do it as far as like a, a council type security, like mm. people, maybe, maybe somebody can hire me and I can teach them how to properly run their security or things ah. like that. But as far as, but as far as me being hands on, uh-uh. nope. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not about to be fighting with these little 21 year olds and shit. They're going to try you. They're going to try you. They're going to be oh, like, oh, okay. Listen, <laughs> you think you, <laughs> listen, listen. Listen, I'll be having to remind people I wasn't always a thespian. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't always a thespian. I wasn't always a thespian. I was not always a thespian. But I just, I, I just don't want that in my life no more. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Like, Facts. I'm, I, I've, uh, I've, I feel like I've leveled up. Mm-hmm. Not saying that being security was a level down, but it's just it's just not me no more. And I, I just remember telling myself at a young age that once I, once something stops being fun, then I'm going to mm. stop. I'm not going to, I'm not going to push it anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. going to force it because that, that's when bad shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so within, the- yeah, just, Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go Sorry. Ahead. no, 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 what made you like completely say, okay, I'm walking away from this situation and I'm moving forward to something else? Man, to be honest with you, I didn't walk away from security till 2019. You know what I'm saying? So I did security all the way. Yeah. So in between filming movies and things like that, I was still doing security. I just stopped doing security in 2019. You know what I'm saying? Like literally just stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was scary because to me, all I knew how to do was security. Right. I, I was like, I don't know how to do anything else. Um, the way I got into acting was because of coworkers. You know, I had uh, friends that were bartenders 
at nighttime, yeah. but they were they were actors as well, and they were always like, you know, Carlos, you should really get into acting. You have a unique look, this, yeah. that, and the other. And I'm like, man, I don't have time for that shit. I got bills. But that, but what I didn't know is that they had planted a seed that I wasn't aware of. You know what I'm saying? Right. And when the op- and when the opportunity presented itself, and I and I said yes to myself and yes to the opportunity, I fell in love mm-hmm. and. Ever since then, I, I hit the ground running with acting and, and studying. And wow. um, I fell in love with making people feel something, right. if that makes sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? As, sure. an, as an artist, I feel like that's what we all strive for is to to make make our audience feel something. Right. Anything. Feel right. something. Some type of you know emotion, I mean? some type of reaction, some type of feeling. Yeah. Something that yeah, makes yeah. you feel like, okay, yeah. well, I, I made a difference whether they, you know, whether they liked it or not. I, I made, I saw right, that right. reaction that, that you gave when I did this or right. when I moved this way right. or, you know what I mean? I get it. Right, right, right. I definitely yeah. get it. Um, and with that yeah, also yeah. being said, um, are you a, are you a firm believer that you have to leave where you're from to really make it? Um, I think that depends on where you're from. Mm. If you're from a, if you're from LA, then no, you don't have to leave. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. If you're from New York, then no, you don't have to leave. You know, it it, it really depends. Um, I I had to leave. Right. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? And this is what I mean by you have to you have to follow your own path. And you you know, to anybody listening, you leaving Virginia might not work for you. I can't sit here and tell you that it will. You know what I'm saying? Right. What I will tell you though is if you don't try things, you'll never know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I absolutely that's agree. what I that's what I can't that's what I can tell you. If you don't keep trying and say, Okay, it hasn't worked doing it this way, then I need to figure out how to do it another way and see if it works that way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because staying in Virginia might work for you. Right. Now, you know I, don't, I, mean? I don't think it's gonna, I mean, it's working now, but I've, I've, out, I've outworked a lot of the things here. Because I've been in the industry for since 2001. So right. I've done a lot of things, street promotion. I've done, I've had other radio shows. I've had like I modeled at one point. So I've I did photography. So I've done and experienced a lot of things. And I think I'm also one of those mm-hmm. ones that if I were to move somewhere or go, because I know a lot more people outside of Virginia than I do in Virginia, and that that's mm-hmm. what kind of messes with me at some at, at points. And so I feel the same way about right, you, right, right. about what you were saying, like moving other places. I I personally would move other places and I think I can make it other places than what I'm making it yeah. right, right now, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and the thing is, is you'll never know unless you try it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You'll never know unless you do it. You know what I'm saying? You can sit here and assume that that's what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? That's and this true. is a battle that I've had, right? Like, you know, when, when you introduced me, you said that I live in Atlanta and really I don't, I live in LA right oh, now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 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 I'm uh, I'm in LA right now, and I've moved, and I, I was living there for these past two years, right? Okay. And this is a battle that I've been having with myself, mm. um, because I, and it's my fault because I painted a picture that once you get to Hollywood, you've made it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
and 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 that and that might have been how it used to be, but it's not how it is anymore, right? One, due to the pandemic, auditions are being taped. They're not in-person auditions. You're videotaping your audition. So you can literally be anywhere in the world right. and audition for a part. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I was really having this battle of feeling like I failed because I had, because I've made a decision to move back to Atlanta. Right. Okay. So I was really, you know, I, so beginning of the year, I'll be moving back to Atlanta because that's where my community is. That's where my people are. And I want to create, and I want to create things with the people that I love. You know what I'm saying? I want to create with the the people that saw me when I first started acting. I want to create with the people that were have been grinding with me since my foundation, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't need to be in LA to do that. I can do that in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So for for a little while, I was really down because I was like, "Fuck, I didn't make it." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then I started, the more I sat on it, the more I, I thought about it, and the more I meditated and journaled and all those things, I learned a lot while I was in L.A. for these two years. I, got, I gained experience that I wouldn't have gained in Atlanta. Okay. Now that I have that experience, I can bring that experience to my community, mm. and we can all elevate together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking get back to Atlanta and kick the fucking door down and handle my business. Now, would you, know you do the same to Virginia? Would you come, would you come back? Would you come back? To you know, Virginia? the thing is, you never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- that's something that I've realized. And the, the older I get, the more I realize I'll never say no to anything right. because you don't know where life is going to take you. Something might happen to says, you know, go back to VA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? You know, maybe once I really get established as a successful actor, mm-hmm. I can come here to Virginia and open that school to give another young person an opportunity that I didn't have growing up to say, hey, you can do this too. And here are the opportunities. Here's a real agency or here's a real management company here in Virginia for kids that, you know, or adults that want to do the same thing that I did so they don't have to leave their hometown to do this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Right. I just, I, I won't say no to it. I can, All I can say right now is, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> but maybe that, that happens. We definitely yeah. need that because you know Virginia has a melting pot of talent. Like literally, oh my god! Out, even outside of the sports rim, we have like Grammy nominated people here. We have Oscar oh, yeah, winners. Absolutely. We have the the green, not the green, the Yellow Ranger is from mm-hmm. Virginia. So it's just like yeah. you know, we we have a plethora of things, and um, I just think we lack something, and we're missing something. And I don't know what that something is, but I, I'm I'm trying to contribute to it as much as I can with my podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, yeah, and that's, you're doing you're doing it. Yeah, I am for sure because I'm I've been getting a lot of good feedback and a lot of good like, oh my god, I would have never thought of this had you not asked me this question. Or that's now that's what I like to get from when I do these interviews is like I like when people start to think about stuff that they like put in the back of their memory bank or like something that hit, hit them with the aha moment or something like that. So when I get that, mm. I, I'm like, yeah, I did something. Like I'm, I feel like I'm at the top right. of that that um that mountain when that happens. And that the first question you know got you. I was like, yes, I got it. Yeah, yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's funny. Is that in, in, in the entertainment business, right. 
we're, we're all chasing the same thing. Mm. We're all chasing that one yes. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Because that's all it takes is one. All it takes is that one right person to listen to your podcast. All it takes is that one right person to see my audition. Yep. All it takes is that one right person to listen to my record yeah. or listen to my beat or see my art. One person. That's all it takes. And your life will change. And that's what we're all chasing. We're all chasing that one in search of that one person. You know what I'm saying? That says, yeah, I want, I want you. And I want, you know, and I want to give you this opportunity. And, or yes, you're right for this, you know, for us to, you know, support your show and, and, and give you funding for the show and, right. you know, whatever the case may be. Mm. And that, one, that, one, that one yes for you was Houghton Talent <coughs> Agency. <laughs> Good segue. Houghton, yeah, Houghton. Houghton, yeah, yeah. I thought H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N Talent Agency. But the first thing, the first role that you did uh, tell us a little bit about that because it, it had Denzel Washington to uh, that that kind of like threw me well, off. I was like, "Wait, didn't you your first your first situation is?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the that's that's the crazy thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that that role, and it wasn't really a role. I was a featured extra, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I didn't audition for the part. I didn't read lines. I, I didn't even have an agency prior to that, mm-hmm. right? Right. I, I was working at one of the nightclubs, right. and uh, this this lady named Nicoletta Scarlatta, who's uh, a world renowned makeup artist. Mm-hmm. She's worked on films like Pirates of the Caribbean, wow. you know, wow. things like that. She, yeah, <laughs> she's a uh, you know uh, Emmy winner, and like she's an incredible artist. Right. Her and her associate were walking past the rain nightclub on Peachtree street mm-hmm. and it was early in the night and I was setting up the outside mm-hmm. and long story short, we were doing small talk about the venue mm-hmm. and on the way out, they were like, Hey, we're in town filming a movie. We think you'd be perfect for it. Oh, wow. And this is when that, that seed that my friends had planted right. bloomed. Right? And, and they were like, do you think we can get your information and take your picture so we can show the director and see if we can get you on this movie. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> at, at the at the very least, it's a learning experience. It's a it's just an experience. And why not? Right. And I remember a few months had went by, and I hadn't heard anything. I had completely forgot about it. Right. And then I get an email from Paramount Pictures telling me location and time. Mind you, I still don't know it's a Denzel moving uh, movie. I still don't know. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis, who did Castaway, who did, I mean, some of the most incredible <laughs> films, you know, the world so has ever seen. I still like don't know. Of literally I'm, all I'm the so green. I'm so, I am so green. <laughs> so green. To, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just know I have to be at this place at right. this time. And that's right. it. That's all I know. Right. So I get there. Uh, we're shooting at an actual prison in in Georgia. It's a it's a live functional prison in Georgia oh for this movie. <laughs> and the jumpsuits that we were wearing were the same ones that the inmates wore in this prison. So they were like, "Hey, look, you specifically because of the way you look, do not wander off. <laughs> Don't you know stay 
because they might really think that you're supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit. So I get, they, they finally bring us to set and the, the first AD, which is the first assistant director, he sits me way in the back of the room and he was like, Hey, just sit here, pretend like you're playing cards, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm just fucking around with, you know, shuffling cards and shit. And then Robert Zemeckis walks out. Again, I see him, but I didn't, I didn't, it didn't register. I was like, I don't know who this is. Right. I'm, you know what I'm saying? This is a... And he's kind of like looking around the room and he looks at me and says, what are you doing way back there? I said, I don't know. Really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said, no, 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 come up, come here, come up here. And he sat me right in the front. Mm. He was like, when that, and again, he still hasn't told me it's Denzel Washington. He's just, he says, when the actor comes out, I, I want you to look at him like you don't care about what the fuck he's saying. I want you to look at him like you just, you're just ready to get to your cell and everything that he's talking about is bullshit. Right. And in my head, I'm like, shit, I do secure. I look at people like this every night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I do this. And, uh, so, you know, they were like, okay, the actor's about to come out. And fucking Denzel Washington walks around the corner and sits, yeah. And, and he sits directly in front of me. And I'm like, fuck. Now, because I've done security for celebrities, I know how to keep my cool, mm. right? Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm straight. Mm-hmm. On the outside. But the inner girl in me on the inside... <laughs> <laughs> was, was I was screaming, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> screaming. I was like, "Holy shit!" This Denzel motherfucking Washington. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is glory. This is John Q. This is, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is. You start holy all his shit. movies in your head, man. What, <laughs> man? Look. I said, fuck. I said, how the fuck am I going to look at him like I'm mad? This is then <laughs> Shit. Oh this is what I'm thinking in my head. But again, on the outside, of I was cool. Of course. But when I tell you I felt like I needed the shit, <laughs> I was so goddamn nervous. <laughs> oh, yo. <laughs> listen. Listen. When I, yeah, oh it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. I was for real. I was, I was so goddamn nervous. Mm. Now, how was we put? Take? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, 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 no. So yeah, so into that, and this is what made me fall in love. Okay. Right? Okay. Watching Denzel work and the editing people, something to work with. Right, because what they do is they take all these takes and it's like a puzzle. They're like, Okay, we like this take, let's put it together with this take. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And we take this take and put it together with this take and they make a scene. Right. But if you do the scene the same way all ten times, then you have the same puzzle piece. They have nothing to put together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like, Whoa. Ten different ways. Whoa. 
Like, I was just so flabbergasted on how he could do... The same words were coming out of his mouth, but there were small nuances that were different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, his inflection, his his facial expression, uh, you know, the signature teardrop, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was something different in every take. And I remember walking away from there and was like, I want to make people feel that way. Mm. I want to make people feel the way he just made me feel. And I left there and I immediately started looking up schools and looking up everything and haven't turned back since. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how many times you tell me no, I'm still coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... So, so, yeah. so you found your agency. There Are they based out of Atlanta or are they based out of L.A.? Yeah, so I have two agencies and a manager now. So, oh, so I have one agency. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no, but I'm saying like, so my Atlanta agency only takes care of the Southeast. Okay. Right, so okay. anything in the Southeast. Okay. My, my L.A. agent is bi-coastal, like, worldwide, and oh. so is my manager. Oh. So, um, so yeah, so, like, certain agencies can only deal with certain areas. Okay. And, you know, they can't. Like, my Houghton, my, uh, Houghton in Atlanta can't get me an audition for a project shooting in L.A. Oh. You know what I'm saying? They can, only, they can only do, like, Louisiana, you know what I'm saying, Florida, you know, Atlanta, you know, Georgia and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what I have a manager for because she can, she can grab things from mm-hmm. collectively from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, Carlos, there's a movie filming in New Zealand and we want you to audition for it. Cool. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. so, so yeah. So, but how, yeah, so I did that. I did that film. And then after I did that, a friend of mine named Franco pulled me into this short film called String of Light. Okay. And we did this short film. And then after I did that short film, then I I, I had an audition for Houghton. And I auditioned for Houghton, and they loved what I did. So they signed me and been with them ever since. You so know face-to-face, so, face or was it a... a, a... Oh, oh, no, back then it was face-to-face. Okay. Yeah, okay. back then it was face-to-face. I, I went into their office. They had sent me some sides, you know, a script, and I had to learn it, memorize it, and then go in there and deliver. You know what I'm saying? So, how was that process mm-hmm. in in overall? Like, how how was that transition from from being a security guard to being a, a now actor and to now trying to or wanting to sign to an agency? So, how was that transition for all three of those? You know, it's crazy because it's a real simple transition, at least for me it has been, uh, in the sense of, and this is what I mean by your path and things like that, my experience and the things that I've been through in my life have prepared me to be an actor. Mm. I don't have to, I have, a, I have a lot of experiences to pull from, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To feel something, you know what I'm saying? I, um. And that's why I'm so grateful for the life that I've lived and the experiences that I've had because, you know, and and don't and don't get me wrong, I have yet to challenge myself right. in the in, in film because I'm typecasted right now. You I know was what I'm saying? Into that as well. I was definitely <clears throat> yeah. into that. So I'm typecasted right now because of the way that I look, which is cool. I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like 
what I tell people all the time is typecasting got my foot in the door. Mm. And now that my foot and now that my foot's in the door, watch what I do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Watch what I do. Right. So <clears throat> but those are coming. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm just trusting the process and trusting the journey and and uh, you know, but now I'm at a point in my career where like I'm cool with playing the bad guy, right. but let it be a bad guy with some substance. Let it be a bad guy with some layers. Let it be a bad guy who has a story. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not about to do thug number two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thug number three. You know what I'm saying? Right. Tatted guy number four. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> So how so being Not that doing you that no more. be being that you felt like that as far as like typecasting, how does that even work as far as um being typecasting and do you even feel that way? Still to this day. Do I feel like I'm typecast? To this day, yeah. Do I feel like I'm typecasting? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, nobody nobody's gonna say, yo, let's call Carlos in for the role of this doctor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, but they can put. They're not going to do. Can, you can put makeup and they, stuff over. They they can, but why do that when you have fifty other people that you don't have to put makeup on? That's true. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I you know it. what I mean. So, so, and that's the thing. Like I said, I, I don't. I, it don't doesn't mind. bother me. Right, right. Nah, because that's why I'm creating my own shit. Right. And I'm going to tell my own stories, and I'm going to. You know what I'm saying? Right. And let me show you that I'm not just some gangbanger. Let me show you that I'm also a father. I'm also a veteran. I I, I feel things. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what I loved about Good Girls, right? Mm, let's and I get say this into every it. Let's get every. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I love about Good Girls, and I say this often, and I've said it. I've said it many times on different uh, interviews or podcasts or whatever. Mm. The writing is so great on Good Girls. And shout out to all the writers on Good Girls. Shout out to y'all. Because coming from where we come from, we see what people would consider bad guys, right? Right. Right? We see them all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You've been anywhere in any any place in Norfolk that starts (laughs) or ends with park. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just keeping I it one hundred. I love I y'all. I love. I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? I love, love y'all. I love y'all. I do. I promise. But if it starts and ends with park, uh, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna get into same thing the with logistics. Like Newport News. Yeah, we're you know, not gonna get into with, the to the names of it. But yeah, I know not, what you're talking we're about. We're not. We're not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to Park Terrace. I love y'all. But yes, go ahead. Look at high school Norfolk State. Shout out. Uh, bye, you know bye, what I'm saying? Bye, um, yes. bye, bye. <laughs> you know. Behold the green, the gold. Yes, sir. Let's go. Now, nah, but uh, but um, <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, so what I loved about Good Girls is that bad guys aren't bad people twenty four seven. Right. 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 They they have people that they love. They have people that they laugh with. They joke with. They play around with. They have people that they're vulnerable with. They have people. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're still people. Mm-hmm. They just made choices that you don't agree with, but they're still people. Right. 
and good girls really portrayed that for me anyway. I, I believe that they really showed my character specifically Mick yep. had a bunch of different layers. I feel like you could see that he he was conflicted at times and doing the things that he was doing because he felt things. You know yep. what I'm saying? And you know what I mean? And uh and that's what I loved about the show so much is that yeah, we we were doing bad things, but there's a, there's still a person there, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what I and, and that's what I mean. Like when when I do any further characters that I that I do, I want them to have those type of layers. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Especially okay, when you this, when you but, shared that but, donut. But why? <laughs> when you shared the donut, you was like, here you go. <laughs> she didn't want to take the it. Co- the, the cookie. The cook. Oh, the cookie. Yes, yeah, the, the Oreo was, cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Oreo cookie. Oh yeah, it mm-hmm. was because you because she twisted it out and ate the. It but, was like a double stuff or something like that. But, <laughs> but but if you notice, if you notice, Mick did that every time she did something that he approved of. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Think about it when he was in the car with her and she was saying, "Hey, my sister shouldn't have her fingerprints on that gun. Mm-hmm. It should be mine, mm-hmm. right? She's a good mom." And to Mick, because Mick is, you know, he's from the streets. Loyalty is something very big. Right. When she said that, he was like, you know what? You down as shit and I fuck with you. Right. Here's a dumpling. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, okay. Do, you okay. want, do you want some of my food? You know what yep. I'm saying? In the situation with the Oreo, you know what I'm saying? She saved my ass. Yep. And she, you know, she could have ran. She could have taken off, but she decided not to. You beat the Yo, shit here's out a of cook- that man, here's a- too. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of my friends called me and was like, Carlos, we see you do that shit in real life. Like that shit. You know what I'm saying? I was, was like, yo. Right. Yeah, they're like, we done seen you do that shit for real. We look. <laughs> went and gun bunt him. Yeah, yeah. Damn, you took that man out. He was like, Well, you were at my house. That's a whole listen, when I tell you I'm a fan, my my yeah. fiance's like, Are you watching this show again? I'm like, yeah, bro, I didn't see it. I didn't get to see all of it. I got to see all of it. You got to, it's like, you really have to watch each episode in order to make it make sense. Because if you skip an episode, you're going to be like, damn, what did they do last time? Because they just, they in a strip club. They got them, like, literally, I watch it faithfully. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So with with that being said, was that your first, like, real major role or what was what became what was before that and i know you have some things that you're currently working on or um uh based on a a true story so to speak and um so can you can you elaborate on um whether this was your major role or your biggest role your prominent role in your life and if not what was to date it's been my biggest as far as consistency wise right okay okay um you know, I was I, I, I was on the show since season one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I did season one, um, which is that's a whole other funny story, right? So I, <laughs> season one initially, because season one of Good Girls was initially shot in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Really? And then and then they moved production after season one to L.A. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so I had auditioned twice for the show. So mm-hmm. I auditioned for season one because they were using 
a certain casting director for season one. Okay. But then when they moved into LA, they they used another casting director. So I had to re-audition. Even though they had seen me do things, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. I just had to do it all over again. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that was three years of filming with the same people. You right. know what I'm saying? So consist- consistence-wise, it's been the biggest thing I've done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, I've done other big films and things like that, but my roles were so small. You know what I'm saying? That, right. You know, I was on Ant-Man. You know what I'm saying? Triple um, Nine was probably one of the biggest ones as well, okay. up to date. You know what I'm saying? Triple Nine and Good Girls. Good Girls being at the top, the biggest, and then Triple Nine at a close second. Okay. And that was just because that that movie was star studded. I mean, there was a dream director to work with, um, you know, Casey Affleck, Anthony Mackie, Chiwetel Ejiofor. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. uh, I mean, Norman Reedus, Aaron Paul, Clifton Collins Jr. Like, I mean, it was another Denzel fucking, moment. Wo- fucking, <laughs> fucking Woody, Woody, Woody Harrelson. Like, I walked onto that set and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Yo." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, excuse me. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun working on that film. Um, but as far as an actor and being able to do my job, Good Girls has definitely been the the top one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thus far. Mm-hmm. And then you so, also have yeah. some exclusive access. Exclusive access about that specific uh, <laughs> audition. The second audition that uh, you had. Listen, li- <laughs> listen. Listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, listen, Linda. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and tell us so, about that. <laughs> so, this, first of all, let me tell you that nobody knows this. You're about to be exclusive you're breaking access. Exclusive access, breaking news. <laughs> nobody knows this shit except the person that, that taped me on the audition. Okay, so I had just quit doing security, right? I got the audition for I got the audition for Good Girls. Okay, I did the audition. I want to say Wednesday or Thursday, the week before. Friday, my my manager called me. Says, "Yo, they love you. They want you for the role." Blah blah blah. Like, fuck yeah, I I got it. I'm happy. Shit. Celebration. Sunday night. Sunday night, they had a going away party for me at work. Oh. When I tell you, I was alcohol poisoning drunk. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how much Jameson I drank, but it was a lot. I don't know how I got home. I don't know how I got on my couch. I don't remember anything at all. What I do remember is getting a phone call at 10 o'clock in the morning by my manager. And I'm, I'm literally, I feel still, I feel like I'm still drunk. Right. She said, Carlos, they loved you, but they want you to do another tape. And they just want to give you direction to see if you can change up, you know, like the delivery or whatever. I'm like, fuck my life. Fuck, fuck, fuck. What am I going to do? I 
I'm I'm holding in anything, right? And I I hang up on my, I you know, me and my hand manager get off the phone. Right. I literally run to the bathroom and I start throwing up. Oh. <laughs> like I mean, you know, like I had. I got to find the audition, but my face was red, like like blood spots on my face because wow. I was so drunk. I call my friend Neil. Shout out to Neil, you asshole. <laughs> but I call my friend Neil. He comes over to my house and I'm like, yo, bro, I have to take this audition. These are the notes that they gave me. For so I'm, I'm still fucked up. Right. He comes over. We taped the audition. I'm like, cool, yo. Just I'm just about to go back to sleep. I sent it in. Well, no, we didn't send it in. I'm sorry. We we. I'm. This is what I'm thinking. I'm about to just send it in, and, and I'm done. I'm, I'm finished. We start running the tape back, and he fucking forgot his microphone. I'm like, fuck. So there was no audio, no audio whatsoever. He was like, bro, I left my mic at home. I'm like, fuck. We get in the car. I'm drunk still, yo. We, I'm like, I'm just fuck. I'm, I'm sick. I don't even want to say drunk. I'm sick. We get in the car and we drive to his house. And on the way, I'm sitting there like, <gasps> like I'm, I'm just Dry feeling. Him. I'm just, yo. I'm just, I'm done, yo. He was like, all right. We get to his house. We go to his basement. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to set up for everything up. I go to the bathroom, throw up again in the bathroom. Come out there and do my audition and send it in. And, and I booked it. And I got the role. <laughs> I might have to get drunk for every audition. <laughs> but when I tell you, and it wasn't on purpose. I didn't mean for this to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, when I tell you, it was the worst feeling I was. It was bad. It was bad. Like, yo, when I tell you, like, when I got home, I was chugging Pedialyte. Oh. I was, like, like I I was so dehydrated and fucked up. Like, I was chugging Pedialyte. Like, I went to the store, got two big bottles of Pedialyte, and I was just like, go, 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 go. <laughs> like, I was done. I was done. I've never been that drunk in my life. Oh my! I can only Ever. you don't remember anything. You of the night, not not at all. <laughs> I have no idea what happened to this day. I don't know. And my friends are like, "I'll tell you." No, nope, don't tell me shit. I don't care. I don't want to know. Nope. Nope. Don't want to know. He said, "Nope." <laughs> and that was the I exclusive li- access. Go ahead. <laughs> you literally yeah. what? I've, I have no idea how I got on my couch. I still, That's to this day, don't know who crazy. took me home. They locked the door bad. behind them, hopefully. I, I don't know. You don't, don't you just remember. still, you just, you just. <laughs> it's a, it's a blur. I have it's no a, idea. I know, Atlanta, oh yeah, if you were in Atlanta and you were still, yeah. AG Entertainment got you right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty It wasn't sure. even with him. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. With him. It was, oh. Nah, nah, I'll. At this time, I was working at I was working at Follies, which is a strip oh, club in Atlanta. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying. And if and if you know anything about Follies, like it's been mentioned in a lot of songs. <laughs> songs and fo- shout out to Follies. It's no longer with us in Atlanta no more. It got mm-hmm. shut down. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. but shout out to 
the, the original OG staff of Follies and, and the dancers. Love y'all, man. But yeah, it was at Follies and I think I almost died that night. I was this oh. close to dying that night. Well, you made it. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, I made it. Thank God. Thank God. That was your ultimate, that was your foundation to something greater. That That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That just that just shows you so where just, your limit is and what not to do. <laughs> right. But it also, you know, it also showed me that I'll push through. So anybody <laughs> listening, if you're feeling sick and you got an audition or some shit, you better suck that shit up and get yeah. to doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I could have been like, I could have told yeah. my manager, nah, yo, I'm straight. I'm not doing it. I don't yeah. feel good. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Tell them that the whatever. You know what I'm saying. It may have been a different so, outcome for you, and that's yeah. That's ultimately yeah, what, what you have. It to might have not have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't be here today. I, I pulled day. my. <laughs> nah, I, I pulled my big boy pants up and <laughs> <laughs> sucked it up for a few, <laughs> and did this audition. But yeah, I was. It was bad. It was bad. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only. I've had some of those days, but I don't like those days anymore because you. It's an all day thing now. Like you, it's a hangover all day. Like it, I'm not about. Oh that. yeah. Mm-mm. When twenties, <laughs> all day, every day, I'll do it. Taking it back and start and and start again the next day. Exactly. Like don't even stop. Exactly. Now, listen, I'm not gonna do it no more. No, I'm not. Gonna I'm gonna be it. out for three days. <laughs> Three days, I'm out. Phone is off. I'm in a. I'm balled up in a ball. Yes. Uh-uh, I'm out. My body don't function like that no more. Big it's facts. like, for it's like what's the name on uh, on paid in full, man? I, I walk different. I talk. I'm talking different. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's different. <laughs> it's different. I can only laugh because so I've been there. And I've done that. So. <laughs> Overall, it's different. <laughs> man, it's different. Oh my gosh! And speaking of uh, different, um, you are now uh, currently working on a short film. Um, I, I, I don't want to butcher this name because I, I, I La, it's, it's, La Planta. La Planta. La Planta. Okay. So it's the plant in, in Spanish, <laughs> and uh, shout out to Theo and Deja who are my writers on this on this short film and and my homeboy Malik who's going to be directing it um but it's a true story about my ayahuasca experience and uh can you go a little bit deeper into um ayahuasca yeah ayahuasca yeah so ayahuasca is a plant medicine right it's uh it's derived from two different plants in the amazon jungle and when mixed together, it creates a brew, a drink called ayahuasca that, you know, takes you, takes you on a ride to another, <laughs> to another dimension. And, you know, you see things and, um, and yeah, and ayahuasca literally saved my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and like for real, for real. And, uh, so yeah, I'm just telling my story about my journey with that and, and what I experienced and what, what happened in my journey. And it's a story about self-forgiveness and uh, saying yes to yourself. And, um, yeah, just... Accountability? Yeah, accountability, mental health, uh, you know, uh, depression. 
um, I tackle a lot of those things in this story. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially, you know, in the Latinx and black community, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like mental health is not something that's talked about. Mental health is not something that we dive into. And slowly but surely, we're starting opening up to it. Yeah. And I think it's our responsibility to tell these stories because we need our our young people to know that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to, you know what I'm saying, to, to get therapy. It's okay to do these things. It doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It means that you're just like everybody the fuck else. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're all going through the shit. You know what I'm saying? We all need therapy. We all need help. We all need a community. And, um, we've just been taught to not do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the, uh, in, in Spanish culture, the culture, we call it machismo. You know what I'm saying? Like being a man, you suck that shit up and you don't feel shit. You know, you're only allowed to feel happy or mad, but you can't feel anything in between. Right. You know, what, you know, we all know that, 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 that saying, you cry for, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. You, you know what I mean? And that does two that does two things to a kid, right? Mm. It it makes what he's feeling not valid, mm. right? It makes him feel that what he's feeling is not real. It's not. It's not. It it doesn't mean anything to you. So I need to you know suppress it. And it also makes you not want to express yourself to anyone out of fear of being ridiculed for feeling the way that you're feeling right. you know what i'm saying and and uh I, I i think we need to talk about that and we need to make it to where it's okay to talk about how you're feeling and, and what you're going through and know that you're not alone in this battle you know what i'm saying i've had too many friends commit suicide and too many friends that i'm no longer here with us because of mental illness and because of things that they've experienced and and they felt like they were alone and they felt like there was no way out. And yeah, these stories need to be told. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? For sure. It doesn't make you less of a man to say, I, I need fucking help. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If anything, doesn't. it makes you more. So, Shit. Oh yeah. When you, when you can tap into what you're feeling and, and allow yourself to feel what you need to feel. That's very strong. That's very powerful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell people all the time, depression is simple. Depression is easy. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do shit. Just lay down. Yep. Don't do nothing. Happiness takes work. Oh, yeah. You need to wake up and you got to work for it. And you got to want it and you got to push for it and you got to do things. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you got to stay consistent with the routine or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it takes work. And I, and I want to tell these stories because this is what saved my life and this is what, the reason why I'm still here because I, I was shown something that made me realize that I'm in control of my life. Mm. Me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You can't make me feel any type of way unless I let you make me feel this way. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. I'm, I'm starting to break that barrier in my life right now. And this is also another reason why I created this podcast because, um, you know, it's just people to talk to, people to, you know, relate with, people to figure out, people to just 
just want to know more about them and and knowing that they're human just like me you know just because Absolutely. you you know people might be in another tax bracket and and I keep saying this to this day like I don't really like to consider people celebrities days celebrity these days because mm-hmm. it's just another name for it it's just a description of somebody it's not who they really are it's just they have another right. ta- tax bracket but other than that you're human. You bleed the same way. You know, we, we, you, they're, they're not, they're not exempt from any emotions. Right. They're not exempt from, right. you know what I'm saying? I don't care how much money you got. You feel the same things that I feel. Facts. You feel them. Facts. I don't care what, I don't care what tax bracket you're in. Yep. You feel pain. You feel scared. You feel love. You feel sad. You feel all the same things that I feel. You know what I'm saying? And something that I had to work on was measuring other people's trauma with my trauma. Right. And this is something that I used to be really bad at because when people would complain, I don't even want to call it complain, but when people would share mm-hmm. their trauma, my first, the, and I, I wouldn't verbalize this, you know what I'm saying? But in my head, I'd be like, this is really what you bitching about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But that's because I was measuring my trauma with their trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. I was saying you how can you sit there and say that you have PTSD when you haven't gone through what I've gone through? And that wasn't fair of me to say that because your experience with trauma, although different from mine, is still trauma. You know what I'm saying? You running over a dog might've been the most traumatic thing that you've ever been through. You know what I'm saying? And I have to respect that because that's what you went, that's your life. You know what I'm saying? So um, and, and I learned that, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I had to change my perspective on the way I looked at people's trauma, because like I said, trauma is trauma. Yep. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It's trauma. Right. And, and it affects people the same way. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I had to, I had to learn very quickly to stop doing that because it's, being in the military really desensitizes you to, mm. to, to feeling compassion sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, you have to learn, you have to learn that again, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. so, so yeah, uh, you can't survive in this world without a little bit of compassion. Right. You know what I'm saying? You've got to have some compassion for life and people and human beings and human life and, and just life in general, man. Yeah. Compassion for this planet that we live on, compassion for the animals here, you know, compassion for human beings. Like, you just got to have compassion. And life becomes a lot simpler when you, when you don't judge people for living, mm. you know, living the, living the life that, they're living their, the best way that they know how, you know what right. I'm saying? And none of us have a rule book to life. We're right. all shooting from the hip and trying to figure it out along the way. Yep. And you can't judge nobody for doing that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. It's only so, an outline. It's no guide for real. It's just a basic outline nah, that at this point, no, you know. <laughs> no. No. Because you, you can take the little things from people. And just like you said earlier, um, everything is not going to work for you. So just take Ooh. away what does work for you and make it work for yeah. you and then keep right. pushing forward to your your next influencer or your next person that you look up to because you don't have to be exactly like them. You can be a little bit like them if you would like to, if it works for you. But don't make it, right. you know what I mean? Don't make it prominent in your life to, like, 
just don't make it prominent in your life to just want to be, be like yeah. somebody. Just do what works for you. Right. Right. I mean, experiences are just, they're only toolboxes, yeah. right? Yeah. Experiences in life are only toolboxes. You don't have to, you know, even teachings, they're only toolboxes, right? Right. You take what works for you out of the toolbox and then you take it along your path. Right. You don't take the whole toolbox because everything in that toolbox you might not need. Right. You know what I'm saying? You take what works for you out of that toolbox, out of the experience, out of the the lesson that you were taught, out of whatever that you've done. You take that tool and you say, okay, this one, I need this tool. Right. You know what I'm saying? To move on to the, my, ne- my next task or my yeah. next path. And then, and then when you experience something there, you grab another tool and so on and so on. And you start building your own toolbox out of the tools that you've learned along the way, but not, mm. you don't take, you don't just take all the boxes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then you're going to be scatterbrained trying to look for tools that may not, not even yeah. exist. Like you didn't already. That, that's not going to work for you. Yeah. You don't grab the flat tip and you needed a Phillips. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree 100% with that. And um, just to yeah. elaborate a little bit more on La Planta, when will that um, be dropping? Can you give us a little bit more information on um, where it's going to, where it's going to uh, um, be and so on and so forth? Well, the plan is to to have it filmed and done by next year, 2022. We'll be filming probably most likely in Atlanta. Okay. Um, And we'll start releasing it to film festivals and things like that uh, sometime next year. That's the plan. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, you know, everything is subject to change. But I will definitely, I will continue to post it on social media and continue to promote it. And, and, um, and you know, it's just one step closer. You know, mm-hmm. it is what if, it is. If you're ever looking for fillers, I'm eight hours away from Atlanta, so I can I can Let's drive. Go. I got you. <laughs> I've done I got it before. You. I got you. Or a, I got or you. flight. You know, it's it's nothing to I, do it. I can even be a, a podcast interviewing. You know, you could you could just I got you. Let me do what I do. That way, it'll work. Yeah. for everybody. I you got know? you. <laughs> Just like, cause just like you. we were saying, like everything may not work, but this works. I can yeah, right there absolutely. announcing on air, hey, this is La Planta, <laughs> and then I can just go into my, yeah. you know. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I re- you know, you got to you got to speak it into existence. That's where I'm at with it. manifesting things Listen. right now in my life is just where it's at, and I suggest your manifestation everybody, is real. It is manifestation is real. It is. It is real, 100%. real. <laughs> it's real, but you have to, but you have to believe it. One ten toes, ten you toes to down. It. You have, you have to. to. You have to. Be, you have to believe it. You have to believe it. Yeah. When I tell you, after Good Girls left Atlanta after the first season, mm-hmm. I was kind of upset because I was like, "How the fuck." Am I going to get back on Good Girls? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I talked about it every day for for a whole year. Every day. I wrote it in my journal. I talked about it. I spoke it. I said it. I'm, I'm getting back on Good Girls. I'm getting back on Good Girls. I'm getting back on Good Girls. Every day. Mm. Every day. And then it happened. You know what I'm saying? The only thing is that this is where a lot of people fail when it comes to manifestations, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen when you think it's going to happen. So don't get discouraged. Don't say, oh, man, I've been manifesting for fucking six months. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Because it could have been the next month that you got it. And because you stopped, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, just keep doing it. It's going to come. You know, it's coming. It's coming. But you just, you, anybody can be successful. You just can't stop. Right. Consistency. Can't stop. Be consistent. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Mm. So. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to get into our top five. Do you have anything else to say about um, the short film or anything that you have or any advice that you have before we move forward? Let's let's do that. Uh, no, not I can think of. We can... We can keep it rocking. <laughs> okay, so um, I like to do a segment called Top 5, which is five questions, five answers that are catered to my guests. And um, okay. let's start. Top five auditions that you've done. If you haven't done five, or and if you only done three or four, or whatever the case may be, you can you can uh, list them. And if not, then we can just move forward. Uh, top five auditions that I've done. Yeah. I mean, number one has to be your <laughs> girl. That, that will be an audition that I will remember for the rest of my fucking life. Um, <laughs> forever. <laughs> like, a good girl has to be one, two, and three. One, two, okay. One, <laughs> two, and three. No problem. No, I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, um, when I auditioned for Ant-Man, that was a very memorable audition. Um, shout out to Jackie Birch, who's one of the top casting directors on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but auditioning for her was uh, incredible. Um, Trial by Fire was a really dope audition as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those, those are, I can say... Like I said, Good Girls 1, 2, and 3, and then Trial by Fire and Ant-Man are, are the other two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, top five tattoos you have. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, I got you again. <laughs> <laughs> I got you again. Um, I, I have a portrait of my son Ooh. on my stomach. Um... My whole back is a big ass skull head, so I love that one. I have uh, Robin Williams tattooed on my leg, on one of my legs. Uh, a Doc Holiday tattoo on my thigh, uh, and then the portraits of two of my peoples, Casey and Sarah, mm-hmm. one up here and one on my stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are. Those are probably it. Shout out to my tattoo artist, Roger Perilla and uh, Troubles. You know what I'm saying? Those are two of my tattoo artists. Um, yeah, they're super dope. I love them. Do you, so. do, have you heard of Maya Bailey? The tattoo? <laughs> well, uh, not her. Okay. So that was a dumb question. Maya's, Maya, Maya's the homie. <laughs> okay. I was Maya's like... the, I love Maya. Maya's the homie. City. Of, shout out to City of Ink in yes. Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be interviewing two, him too. Yeah, let's go. Maya Bailey, Tuki Carter, shout out to all of them. Like yes. City of Ink. They are all dope. Of them. They yeah. like overall, like they have a whole bigger picture. Like they're 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 they're, they're definitely trendsetters in the tattoo industry, you know what I'm saying? Like um Yeah. Uh um a lot of tattoo artists are very scared and just not knowledgeable or, or skilled enough to tattoo on darker pigmentation. Mm. And Maya Bailey and Chuki and everybody at City of Ink uh, 
they they tackle you know they they know what they're doing over there and Big shout out facts. to them that's super super fucking dope. Big facts. Shout out yeah. to everybody. Woo. Okay. Top yeah. five security guard moments. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> number one was probably Beyonce. <gasps> Yeah, number one was probably Beyonce. She came to rain. Uh, I, I remember <laughs> I was on TMZ all that week because I was I was walking her into the venue. You know what I'm saying? So Beyonce. Uh, uh, Robert De Niro was another one. Uh, Robert De Niro was another one. <laughs> Denzel was another one. Denzel was definitely another one. So I didn't do. It was weird how it happened, right? So the quick story about the mm-hmm. Denzel thing, mm-hmm. if I if I can, if I have time. Go ahead. Yes, of course. So I was working at one of AG's clubs called Vanquish, which is right next to Rain, and Vanquish had a strict dress code, like you had to be suited and booted, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole front of Vanquish was glass, and. You know, all our VIPs come in through the back door, you know what I'm saying? But if you're standing at the front door, you can see all the way through to the back door. And I remember standing at the front door and these two guys walk in through the back door and they're in track suits, like track suits and New York Yankee fitted caps. And I'm like, oh my, I'm about to fire one of my fucking security guards. (laughs) And I go storming in there and I'm about to kick somebody the fuck out. I'm pissed. And I get there and he turns around and it was Denzel. Now, mind you, this was before I worked with him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, this was before I worked with him. And he turns around and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and so I get on the phone and I call Alex and I say, yo, Alex, uh, Denzel just walked in. The first thing he said was, what does he have on? <laughs> <laughs> I said, so he, got a, he said he got a tracksuit and a Yankee fitted I said, but I'm telling you right now, I am not kicking Denzel out. If you don't want him in here, you need to come down here and tell him you got there. So I'm not doing it. And he started laughing at me. And he was like, nah, just take him to a section, sit him down, get him whatever he needs. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I'll be there in a second. I was like, all right, but I was like, I am not kicking Denzel out of no fucking club. Nope. What if he remember? Wait, what if he remember that moment? You were the guy that kicked me out of that club. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I would never be able to live that down in my life. Uh, ever. 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 Oh my god. Ever. Ever. He's, I remember you. Oh, you. I can hear his Denzel oh, voice. <laughs> but go ahead. Man, what? Also, one of them was uh. Pusha T, actually, man, and, you know, he's a hometown legend, of you know course. what I'm saying? So he had came to Atlanta, and, you know, I was with him and driving him around and stuff, and shout out to Pusha T. Shout out and, to Pusha you know, T. Yeah, yeah, and the whole fam, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it was really dope to, to to be around him because, you know, like I said, he's one of those people, the clips, you know what I'm saying, Neptunes. Yeah. He's very People that we looked up. Yeah, yeah, you know, but but definitely people that we looked up to, you know what I'm saying, uh, right. when when we were young, you know what I mean? So that was really dope. But yeah, was that five? That was four. Yeah. That oh, was, uh, okay. It was Beyonce, uh, Denzel, Pusha T, and then you had, uh, uh, what is the Scarface? Scarface. Robert De Niro. Yes. Robert De Niro, not, not Scarface. Sorry, Ooh, Scarface. did you say Scarface? I did say Scarface. Don't worry about it. Al Pacino. Al Pacino there you bro. go. Uh, listen, players fuck up. 
Play this for them. Play this for them. Play this for them. Yeah, play this for them. Yeah, nah, but um, Shh. <laughs> Shh, nobody's gonna know. <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino. I'm I'm gonna cut that out. Yeah. Like Al Pacino, and then I'm. There you go. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, one more. Who else? I mean, Jay Z too. Jay Z was super dope and super chill. And, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, man. There's a lot of people. Tiana Taylor was another one that was super dope to be around. You know what I'm saying? She's super dope. I bet dope. her energy, I bet she, her hair smells Man, she's, she's super dope, you know. <laughs> Tiana's dope as fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um, top five moments in your life? Or in Good your and career, bad? Or in, just... your, in your life and in your career. You can mix it up, both. Um, my son's. You know what I'm saying? I definitely one of the greatest moments. You know what I'm saying? Um, Good Girls is definitely another one of my moments. As far as career-wise, Good Girls. Mm -hmm. Triple Nine was another one. Flight. I mean, I I can't pass up Flight because that was what really made me um, and then ayahuasca, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Ayahuasca was another, again, was one of the, if I, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here right now having this conversation with you, you know what I'm saying? So, mm. yeah. Mm-mm-mm. No, in no particular order. Well, my son's being number one, but after that, no particular order. I just right. kind of, you know, shuffled in there. Oh, that is so wonderful. And you already gave us our exclusive with it, which was the alcohol. Point. <laughs> Man, what? We're not going to relive again. that. We're not going to relive. <laughs> nah. nah. So um, at so this bad. time, you can give your shout outs, your social media, your last words. And then I have one final question for you. And we're going to get off out here. And uh, your uh, shout outs. Go ahead um, with your shout outs and social media. Oh man, shout out to everybody who supports, man. Shout out to all the fans. Um I love y'all, man, for real. Like y'all really whether I tell y'all or not or whether you you know, uh, a lot of times um I'm not able to respond to everybody on social media, but you guys really uh there's there's some really beautiful messages that I get from my fans that, that really keep me pushing and I appreciate it. Um so shout out to all of y'all. Shout out to my community, the people that I love and care about. You know, because without y'all, I wouldn't be here either. Uh, social media. I only got Instagram for real, but it's uh, the underscore real underscore Carlos Aviles. Uh, yeah. And something to leave with. Don't quit. Just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Time's going to pass by anyway, so you might as well do what you love. You know what I'm saying? And do what you want to do. Because it's going to keep going anyway. So, right. yeah, just keep going. Don't quit. Yeah. Whoa. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, shout out to Monte. Monte, he was actually the gentleman. Yes, Monte, my bro. Up. <clears throat> he hooked everything up. Because I was like, wait. Because I had, I had literally was like, uh, I forgot who sent me this. And then I went through my DMs and I was like, oh, I remember. Now I that's who it was. Put two or two mm-hmm. together. So uh, It Be Hollywood on Instagram. That's his name. Yeah, It Be Hollywood um, on Instagram. I've known, I've known Monte 
since he was a preteen. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Me and his brother and his family. You know what I'm saying? Um, we all grew up together. We all went to high school together. Uh, yeah, I've known them for twenty plus years. That's you know what I'm saying? And we still rocking. So those are my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So. Shout out to all of them yeah. and shout out to him again. Yeah. Um, and then we have last but not least, which is the question of the day. Uh, what bothers you about the industry and what would be your solution to fixing it? What bothers me is that the wrong people are telling our story. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The way to fix it is for us to tell our own story. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I, you know, uh, I, I saw Denzel. He did an interview where he was talking about why somebody like why somebody like Steven Spielberg couldn't have directed Fences. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's because culture. Right. Cultural differences. You know what I'm saying? And what he said really stood out because it's true. It is. There's certain things that you can't talk about not because you're not knowledgeable on it because you didn't do your research, but because you haven't experienced it. You can't really talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot in the wrong people are telling certain stories in Hollywood. And, and, and when I say Hollywood, I mean the film industry, not just specifically Hollywood, but the film industry. Right. And I think we just need to tell our stories. You know what I'm saying? We need to be more vocal with our stories and we need to represent ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, because can't nobody tell our story better than we can. But that's it. And I wouldn't even say it's something that bothers me. It's just, this is how it's been, but now it's time to change it. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just can't say it enough. Um, And we are coming to a close. Um, Is there any lasting words or anything else that you have uh, for our fans and, well, your fans and my fans. I'm putting us together because I feel like we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Same, same fan. We homies. We homies. We homies. For sure. Um. So yes. Just it, going it, back to like the mental health, yo. Yeah. Just know that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. If you're feeling, if you're feeling some type of way, it's okay that you're feeling that. Feel it. Be aware of it. See where it's coming from. Find the root of it, and then move past it. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you need help. Reach out to somebody. Say, I, I need help. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's okay. And you will be okay. And you've gotten through worse. You know what I'm saying? But that's it. Thank you. Thank you for um, being a guest on this show, So Hollywood the Podcast. Yeah. Um, this is episode 72. And Carlos, I'm going to say it correctly. Aviles. Aviles. Because my tongue yeah, gets, gets, the best, gets the best of me sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love I I really appreciate you for stopping by and to blessing um, our fans with uh, a dope Mm. interview because I've learned a lot about you outside of being on good girls outside of being you know who you are so um, kudos to you and keep up the good work because I'm watching they're watching we're watching all of us are watching and um, we have to meet in person one day in which we will um, speak that into existence again Um, but yeah um, 
that should be it. Oh, go ahead and follow me, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313, on um, Instagram. You can go to www.allofhollywood.biz. And if you want to be a guest on the show, just inbox me. That's it. And we can keep it pushing. Um, If you don't have anything else, we're going to, yeah, until next time. Yeah, let's go. Appreciate you. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good day. You're welcome. Uh, You too. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and MISS Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.